I'm Jeff Gross. And I'm Laura Licona. And you're listening to Queen's Best. The podcast. Yes. <laughs> so let's introduce ourselves and let our listeners know who we are. Yes. Who are you? Very, very happy to be back on another episode. Um, I'm restaurant specialist here at the Chamber of Commerce in Queens. And my background is in food anthropology and also in chefing. I'm, I'm a chef. It's weird to call yourself a chef if you're not being a chef. But you're them. That's who you are. <laughs> that is who I am. It's like it's you know. Like, I was chef for about fifteen years. Nobody even called me Lauda. I was just even my kid was, calls me chef. Chef. Yes. Hey chef. Yes. Hey chef. Yes. It's funny. Nice. Yes. I am manager of committees, volunteer committees here at Queens Chamber. We have thirteen volunteer committees that range anywhere from food, beverage, hospitality to transportation. I'm also in-house editor of our monthly magazine, This is Queensboro, and I oversee and run our monthly new member orientation, but my most, most, I won't say most important, my favorite (laughs) gig at Queen's Chamber is co-hosting this podcast with I know. And it's because we laugh and eat. <laughs> when it comes to podcast taping day, I just think, oh, I'm going to laugh and eat. <laughs> My and two eat. favorite things. Laughing and eating. <laughs> laughing and eating. Shout out to our global audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, for, you for tuning in to us. And where are we? Where can people find us, Lauda? Oh, my goodness. They can tune in to listen anytime, wherever they get their podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Audible, iHeartRadio, Podbean app, Player FM, Samsung, and TuneIn and Alexa. We are everywhere across the podcast universe. So the last episode, we talked about several things, as we always do. We talked about a signature event that we host, which is Building Awards, which recognizes the 90th annual, actually, 90. which recognizes all things building architects, engineers, building projects. It's it's the it's the epitome for some for building in Queens. We also talked about comfort foods because tis the season. October is a wonderful season to kick off. You can have comfort food anytime. That's true. You don't have to wait for October. No. I just think about turning on the oven. <laughs> <laughs> because the temperatures are cooler for the comfort food. We also talked about prestigious awards and those were yep michelin awards and james beard awards and all of those had been recently um released before our last podcast and we talked about uh zob zob a queen's restaurant in elmhurst that's on that michelin list that everyone should go check out gotta taste it gotta taste it and talking about tasting we tasted a hole in the wall that's right dumplings Dumplings from the White Baron Flushing. So good. You owe it to yourselves to check out Zing Zing. Zob Zob. Zob Zob. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it could Zob. be. <laughs> We're going to start everything with a Z. <laughs> check out Zob it's Zob. Zoom Zoom. And, check <laughs> <laughs> and also check out the White Bear in Flushing. Yes. So for this episode, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Not somber, but 
10 years ago, an event occurred here in the on the East Coast, but really devastated New Jersey and New York. We'll talk about that. We'll also share and talk about Taste Atlas. That's if you're right. like completely unaware of what that is, Lauda turned me on to it just recently, and it is amazing. And I'm into resources, and it's an incredible resource. It is a crazy good resource. And horror, because it's it's almost Halloween <laughs> time. So we're going to talk about some horror. All right. And yeah, can't wait for that. And then we're going to eat something, of course, and a dish from around the world. No, I'm really excited to talk about what we're going to eat. Ooh, let's get into it. So 10 years ago... It was October 25th, but it actually happened and hit here in what was October 29th and 30th is when Hurricane Sandy, unofficially referred to as Superstorm Sandy, which was the deadliest and most destructive of that season, hit the New York area. Nearly $70 billion in damage and 233 people were killed. This is in the tri-state area. Hurricane season, for those of you who aren't aware, hurricane season is every year from June until November 30th. Right. And I I mean, you, you really have to think, wow, this is like people who live in Florida, because Hurricane Ian is happening around this time and you really have to think wow when you decide or not really decide but if you live in those areas where you're closer to the ocean there's always that chance that you could yeah be I've, faced with a hurricane and that's a really good question for people i actually ask my mother that all the time because she lives in a hurricane path down on the gulf of mexico in uh, corpus christi texas and it doesn't seem to bother them. They just sort of withstand it. And if there's destruction, they fix their destruction and they don't move away. They they love to live there. I think because maybe after you've lived there for so many years, it's like individuals that live on the West Coast. And there's always that possibility that an earthquake like could tremor, happen. Yeah. But you you don't think anything about it. You just go on about your your day and you're like, okay, it could happen. So 43, at least 43 people were killed here in the New York area. And Breezy Point, Queens, was experienced the most devastation in the New York area. So Queens Chamber will host a 10-year remembrance event at Rockaway Hotel in Rockaway on the 27th of this month. So we look forward to getting together with that community and thinking back and reflecting on that was terrible, that terrible time that happened here in the area. Most unfortunate. Ugh. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers go out to those folks. Halloween. <laughs> it's almost here. It is. It is. What were, an interesting were you holiday. A, were you a Halloween dude? Was a hollow was Halloween a thing for you when you were younger? When I was a kid, it was a huge thing because I was um, the oldest of five kids. Mm. So it was a really big deal for us. And also because my parents weren't fond of giving us sweets, not not sweet drinks, nor neither sweet drinks, nor candy <laughs> during regular times. <laughs> so, you know, it was our time to just gorge 
and we usually lived rurally, so we would be taken to a nice, fancy neighborhood and oh. let out the car, and <laughs> we'd go door to door, get back in the car <laughs> with our goodies, and go home and dump them on the ground and trade and scarf. I think yeah. that's what, that was like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's, I don't think it's so much the costume, it's more the candy for yeah. kids. I mean, costumes can be fun as well. The costumes are probably more for the parents. They are? <laughs> Do, is there a costume that you had that comes to mind when you think of? We were always so bummed because we wanted those really, like, trashy drugstore <laughs> costumes. <laughs> and they were just, they were garbage. Like, they were just garbage bags. But that's what we wanted. And, no, we had to do homemade stuff. So we did, I was just teasing my mom the other day about this, that we did um, hobo and cowboy a lot. <laughs> I did a hobo once I when I was I don't think we're allowed to say that anymore. With the, oh, <laughs> Our bad. Oh, it was a kid. That was when we were kids. It we was. called it hobo because he had like the. Uh, I put a pillow. Yes. And then the flannel shirt, which is I'm wearing a flannel shirt today. Yes, you are. But the, we we would put um, the the freckles on our cheeks. Oh, you went all the way. <laughs> and black out a tooth. You went all the way. <laughs> I did not get that intense with my hobo mm. costume. Yeah. My sister and it. It's what she did. Probably it's with me to this day it was around Halloween I was in probably third grade and so yeah so coming home from school the house was quiet I came into the front door my parents were gone came into the living room and my parents bedroom was adjacent to the living room and then my bedroom was next to that so it's quiet so I opened the door I'm like I'm home. Is anybody home? And it's quiet in the house. So I passed the living room. I hit my parents' bedroom. Before I got to the next bedroom, my sister has this Frankenstein mask on, and she leans sideways out of the kitchen. And All I see is this Frankenstein <laughs> mask. I go screaming out the front door, yeah. and she is cracking up oh yeah yeah that's not funny i'm not down with the horror side of it i like the lighthearted side of it i can't do scary i'm not a no i'm not a, i'm not, <laughs> yeah. a, I'm not a scary person either however there are scary foods there are, there are scary it's, especially for you jeff there are some scary <laughs> milk is a scary food for jeff milk is a scary food for me <laughs> what's the scariest what's what's a good horror story food wise for you. Oh my goodness. So I do have to have the disclaimer that I stay away from horror. I am not a fan. I've never seen all of the scary movies from our childhood. I put my hand up in front of the screen if anything scary happens. I don't like any of it. Not blood and gore. I don't like Yet blood and gore. Yet I can but butcher whole animals. So exactly. Rip yeah. the heart right out of there. So I would say one of my scariest stories was being forced to participate in a school uh, haunted house. And being blindfolded and having to stick my hand into a bowl of eyeballs. <laughs> I really thought, what could this be? It was, it was horrible. And I'll never forget it to this day. And it was just peeled grapes. But it really does feel like what you would think eyeballs would be. So when you touch grapes <laughs> now, do you get, does that trigger you? When you I just don't peel them. <laughs> you just leave the peel on. Yeah. And how old were you in this? Oh, my gosh. I was in elementary school. I don't remember exact age. Because we, in New Mexico, they love cakewalks and they love haunted houses. Beats me why. Tis the season. <laughs> I had a couple of things were spinning through my head. I actually had something in my mind 
regarding a horror story around food until we were chatting before we came on the mics and I was sharing with you about so back in the day when my grandmother made croquettes yes like it's salmon croquettes is what most <laughs> people would doing call them air quotes salmon, salmon croquettes. croquettes I didn't realize that she used mackerel <laughs> so when it when I was a little older and I thought I'm gonna make croquettes myself so I remember she used mackerel so I went to the store and I bought <laughs> mackerel I'm thinking I, I can't wait I've got all my ingredients I opened this can of mackerel it was the nastiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But was your memory of the croquette delicious? The memory of the croquette was amazing. But the memory is now seared in my brain of what came out of that. Opening a can of mackerel. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it was Canned nasty. mackerel is not a good thing. It was bones and it was skin and it was. Yeah. It was like the ocean in a can and it, you open the can and the ocean comes out. Well. Oh. <laughs> That for some reason it made me think of going to a hot dog factory and seeing how they made hot dogs. Have you seen that? Yeah, down in Ag Extension at New Mexico State University. They would let us go tour that. And we even got to go and stick our hands inside cow stomachs, but that's a different thing. But we got to see how hot dogs were made. And it's so funny because they it's it's kind of a horror tale, but in the end it's just sausage. It's just delicious. Like it's just liquefied meat. It's fine. And it goes through. <laughs> you know, they liquefy it and then they harden it back up. It's and it, great. Did it turn you? Did it turn you it was off? Disgusting. From, did, I, did it turn you off from hot dogs? No, I love hot dogs. A good hot dog. Yeah, yeah. Where does hot dogs rank with you in relation to tacos? Tacos, hot oh, dogs. Oh gosh. Well, I don't know when the last time I've eaten a hot dog. I've probably had one hot dog in the last five, ten, five years. But you don't have flashbacks to. Going to the factory and seeing no. the meat being shoved in. Extruded. No, because then in my meat courses in culinary school, we had to extrude all of our own meat. So it's actually fun. And see, you're. <laughs> I you're, love it. You're all things food. So you've experienced all these. Yeah. I mean, for me, a food horror story is biting down on a raw onion. That's not very exciting. <laughs> to me, it's horrible. <laughs> it it could, can ruin my whole day. It could very well. <laughs> I was also thinking back to horror stories because I knew we were going to talk about horror stories. And I was thinking back to when I lived in Olathe, Kansas, which is a suburb outside of Kansas City, Missouri. Neighbors of ours, because I was roommates with my childhood friend Brad, and our neighbors lived above us. And they kept saying, we've got pizza. You've got to come up for pizza. So we're like, yeah, this is going to be great. So they had gone to Chicago some time ago. Purchased pizza, deep dish, brought it back, and froze it. So they unthawed this pizza sausage, and they put it in the oven, baked it. So we came up. They took it out of the oven louder. It made me sick to my stomach looking at it. It was – so it had been frozen for months, and it didn't – it didn't thaw well, so I don't know if it didn't <laughs> thaw out before they it had baked freezer it. burn. Maybe. Oh my god, it was horrible. <laughs> I mean, my, it was horrible. Funny. I think I took a couple of bites. I I remember Brad having this really odd look on his face, but we were trying to be nice because they had invited. They had talked about this. They had Ooh. talked up this pizza for so long, and then to see this actual semi someone didn't know what they were doing. Oh, 
can't believe we weren't all oh. rushed to the hospital as a result of that horrible, horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. The worst bloody horror stories, I think, were in the commercial kitchen when people chop their fingers off and stuff. How does that that's happen? sharp knives because you're going fast. You have to get those tickets out fast. You know, as a consumer that you sit, are sitting at the table waiting for your meal, thinking about the people cooking it. Like, why can't they go faster? Well, because some guy just chopped his finger <laughs> off making your, making your dish. You know, it happened a lot. But that takes skill. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, it's, I'm sure there are a lot of horror stories that come out of the back end of a kitchen. Yeah. Most of which those who of us who go to restaurants probably. Well, that's what I was going to say. Hopefully it does not reach the consumer. It doesn't reach the patron. <laughs> because the server, when they bring out the yeah. food, they have this <laughs> smile on their face. And that there's this display. They plated it really well. Right. So we don't see the horror that goes on <laughs> on the back end. And speaking of horror, we're going to do what we always do in every episode. And we're going to eat something yes we are from what's well, not a horror area but it's from a <laughs> i love that horror area I, but still so it there are connotations yes. around horror and transylvania right but transylvania is in romania which is an incredible area of the world oh, actually beautiful really eclectic food because of all of the invaders and conquerors and the different cultures that pass through. So it's just an amalgamation of so many different kinds of food. Beautiful. So we're going to eat something from Romania. I know. And it's not necessarily blood, but it's close. I Dracula. Can't <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, stay tuned. I used to use it in my um, cooking classes that I taught um, because it's so beautiful. And it's basically an atlas that shows the national dishes and little images of food all over the world. And you can scroll through, you can look around, you can go all around the map. And it's really, it's really neat. It's a wonderful resource. And it's interesting because when I, when I scrolled through it, I noticed that most of the food in America wasn't basic but it didn't have the it didn't have that look that foods from around the world had like authentic cuisine from i don't right. even know what it had for the u.s was it like burgers and stuff i think it was burgers and I, i've never even looked at the u.s i've been so busy because we were teaching senegalese courses and places everywhere besides here you were so busy all look over the that. world it's, that it's quite beautiful it is. It's stunning. We've, and, and, we've and as with all of these other resources we've talked about, like culinary backstreets, 
it comes out of my favorite, which is the Atlas Obscura. So any of that obscure stuff, this social scientist really likes. Oh, see? And the website for this is tasteatlas, all one word, dot com. Ooh, look at that banana split. Where is it? That's here in the U.S., right? <laughs> it is. And that's what, it's like around New York. Is it kind yeah, of New York And so I think in some of the other countries, it's more of the national dish. But when you come here, it's more of what's most popular Correct. from that area. Correct. So you see a lot of traditional food, if you will, when we look at Taste Atlas and from the United States perspective versus when we go across the water and overseas, you see a number of really delicious delectables. Sure. And it's a, a lot around, you know, old world and new world divisions as well, because we're not really known for, you know, the origins of major cuisine. We had Native American cuisine, which was, you know, squash, beans, and corn. True. And then with the cultural exchanges that happened, we started eating all of the other foods that weren't indigenous to the U.S. We adapted other things. So it's a wonderful resource, and I, I encourage you to log in and check it out, Taste Atlas. Com. It is amazing. So we were talking about before the break, we were talking about Transylvania. Right. And Transylvania is in Romania. Yes. And the beautiful castle. That castle right? is it's well, it's Dracula's castle. I mean, that, that's it's Braun Castle. It's not Braun Castle. Yeah. It's Braun Castle. It's Braun Castle. Yes. It's a stunning fortress. And if you go on a trip with Atlas Obscura, you can tour it. Really? And they also have Halloween dinners there. Just just saying. <laughs> so, <laughs> Halloween dinners. They there do. you go. They do. The, the population of Rome, central Romania is 5.1 million people. There are a lot of people there. Mm -hmm. But this whole thing about, so the Braun Castle, I think that's where the connection, Transylvania, the connection to... Dracula and vampires and all those things. Right, the imagery that, that we bring up when we think of that. Where that comes from. It's, it, but it's beautiful countryside. Oh, so beautiful. I, mean, I looked at the pictures, the images of that, and I thought, wow, this is yeah. so amazing. Dracula, bronze. Wow. Another movie <laughs> that I didn't watch because it's got blood and guts in it. Oh, yeah. I mean, lightweight blood and guts, but there's blood and guts in it. Nonetheless, it was blood and guts in it. Well, are we eating blood and guts? We are actually going to <laughs> eat blood and guts. Now, Lada, you ordered this one as we were scrolling through, and we saw this restaurant. We thought, what can we get? So I was like, Lada, I'll let you make the choice from Romanian Garden. It's where we ordered this food from. Well, we had to tie into our horror theme, so we're going to eat brains. This is veal brains, right? <laughs> yes, breaded veal brains with some nice sauerkraut. I've never had veal. I've had veal. I can't say I've ever experienced veal brains before. I'm a big fan of offal. Some people pronounce it offal. We've had big debates about that. But any of the sort of icky bits that um, aren't considered the traditional cuts off of an animal so the sweetbreads and brains and testicles and all of those, the heart. Um, I'm usually a big fan. I like to make pâtés, and I cook this way. 
but I have to say that I am trepidatious tasting somebody else's brains. So I'm going to bite into this. How many brains have you actually <laughs> tasted? I've had a lot of different kinds of brains. And even in the Lakondon jungle, when I was doing um, my dissertation field work, I ate monkey brains. I've heard monkey brains came up in the movie Clue. Oh. It was a Cantonese, it's a Cantonese delicacy. And monkey brains was something that one of the characters talked about in Clue. Well, I mean, it's really important to eat all the pieces of an animal. If you're going to butcher it, you should use the whole entire thing. That's my my opinion. Which kind of makes sense getting to into me. That. I'm cutting into this. It has an interesting look to it. It looks like brains. <laughs> it does kind of look like brains, it does doesn't look like it? Because it is. It's brains. So an image of... The veal brains will appear on our oh, yeah, no, I'm Instagram. Not, I'm not sure I can do this. So I'm going to be bold and jump into it. Lauda is picking at it. So <laughs> the... But, I mean, it's, it's very gray. The national dish of... You're going to try the sauerkraut. I'm going to take a full, big, bold bite of the brains. But the national dish of Romania, the authentic... Transylvanian specialty. How do you pronounce that? Varsha la Cluj. And that consists of sour cabbage, right. minced meat, and rice. Which is essentially what we're having here, but instead of the minced meat, it is breaded brains. But here's our beautiful cabbage. And I, I wish you could Which see this. And at some point, we're, we will actually allow you to see us record this. However... You know, a lot of times when I'm watching TV shows, I notice that the actors move their food around on their plate because they have dialogue. Right. That's exactly what I'm doing with this veal brains right now because I'm moving it around on my plate. But I'm going to be bold. <laughs> wow. Okay, I, I don't, I've never seen you make that face before, Jeff. I can't do it. Should I? It you have to do it. All right. It it has a very bland <laughs> taste to it. You are so impressive. You are so this is very impressive that you have gone from I've had two forks full of this <laughs> veal brain. This is different. I have never experienced anything like this before in my entire life. Wow. So maybe the sauerkraut is going to be the chaser. Yeah. Because this is different. So I encourage you. It is kind of bland. It's kind of bland. Yeah. But it's but it's it's a different kind of bland. So Romanian garden. <laughs> Okay, let's. Romanian Garden actually has a whole, an entire huge menu of delicious items. We chose brains because of our Halloween podcast, but I highly encourage everybody to go and get food at Romanian Garden. And where is it located? Lower Romanian Garden is located. No, it's in Sunnyside. It is. It's in beautiful Sunnyside, 4306 43rd 
Avenue in Sunnyside. Shout out to Romanian Garden. I, I wow. emailed, communicated with them last night and said, oh, we are tasting your food on our podcast. Fantastic. And they were so excited. So I'm thrilled. Hello, Romanian Garden. Hello, Romanian Garden. Your we food is incredible. tasting the food, and it's so good. I, I stepped out of my comfort zone. And I had, I'm going to have one more bite okay. of the food that Lauda, for the first time ever, is not putting in her mouth. I did. I tasted did some. Did you taste some? I did taste some, yes. And it's not bad. No, it is not bad. It's not what I would order if I went to eat at Romanian Garden because they actually do have incredible food there. Really good. But this is really good. So stick a fork in it, a fork in it, because... Okay. I think we're done. A fork is in mine. A fork is in mine as well. Yes. Let me share our website. We are queens, www.queenschamber.org. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at queensbestthepodcast. An image of what we were eating on this episode will appear. Beautiful. Yes. yes. Thank you for listening. And continue to be adventurous and support your local restaurants. Peace and love. Until next time. All right. Thanks.